All right, all right, let's let's try this again. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Jerry's special quarantine episode of loneliness. This is not an episode of the board game snobs because only real episodes of the board game snobs have a host, and my primary host right now is missing Gabby. Whereas I'm by myself podcasting, which is unadvisable for someone who is as, as uh, gregarious as I. But I figured it'd be worthwhile to try to entertain our loving, dear listeners. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and so forth. In board gaming news, uh, well, it's not really news. I was just reminding everybody just how great uh, Raccoon Tycoon is. I was thinking about animals the other day, as I often do. And Raccoon Tycoon is a game published, well, I don't know who published it off the top of my head, but I believe the designer is Glenn Drover. Now, Glenn Drover is the acclaimed designer of Age of Empires and uh, Empires Age of Discovery, same game, rethemed. But Raccoon Tycoon came out in 2018, and it's an interesting little economic auction bidding game. Commodity speculation is as it's listed. And it has a neat little theme, like you have your, your, the card art is all a bunch of little animals. And apparently animals like to speculate on indices and other commodities. And so basically you are buying and selling, selling low and, well, buying low and selling high. I got that reversed. I don't know how shrewd of a businessman a raccoon would be, but either way, the theme is nice. I like the artwork in it and it's light enough of a game that it's not necessarily a family game, although its recommended age is eight and up, it still can keep your attention. I really enjoyed it the few times we've gotten to play it, and I know that Gobby has played it numerous times afterwards, and he has uh, he, he, he seemed to really enjoy it. I like economic games. Uh, one of my favorite that just come back into uh, stock is Stockpile, and uh, we've often recommended that, and it's been out of print for some time, but now it's, it's available, and it's... A step up from Raccoon Tycoon because you are creating stockpiles with these cards. And then you know what cards you're putting down in these certain stockpiles. And sometimes other players are putting cards into these stockpiles. And then the players bid on these stockpiles. And then you get the stock. And the stocks are one of various other companies in the game that go up and down and fluctuate through the random event cards that come out. And what's neat is that sometimes you will purposely put bad cards that will affect someone else's stock into that stockpile. And it, it, it's, it's got a, a light take that element to it. I really like stockpile. And I really like, even though it's much lighter, Raccoon Tycoon. Uh, speaking of raccoons, is why I'm kind of on the kick of animals, is that there has a, a hive of bees has gathered outside my window. Yes, uh, uh, spring is upon us. Bees tend to come into the area, and I am very protective of bees. I don't like to to kill them, obviously, because we need them. But these ones tend to be particularly angry. And uh, I guess uh, I had a friend of mine that used to keep bees as a hobby. I, I didn't know that was even a legitimate hobby, but some people, I guess, enjoyed doing it. And he had mentioned to me once before that there are many reasons why your bees will become aggressive. One of which is, of course... The queen apparently affects the attitude of the bees. So if the queen happens to die, or there happens to be a rather aggressive queen, you will have rather aggressive drone bees. And so often he would recommend that either you requeen the hive, 
meaning that you would have a beekeeper remove the queen and replace it with another one. And so I wondered to myself if these angry bees outside my window, um, if they've lost their queen or if their queen is just uh, very temperamental and that's why they're not so laid back. My, my queen bee is Beyonce, so that's, that's why I'm always in a, a fine humor. Fun facts about raccoons. Uh, I did not know that the uh, their name came due to their unique usage of their hands. Apparently, the English word rac- raccoon comes from the Powhatan word, which means animal that scratches with its hands. Even the Aztecs had a similar name for it. I thought that was interesting. Raccoons are, tend to be very smart. We have a lot of them uh, where I live in Oklahoma, these trash pandas. They're very smart. I also didn't understand about the black markings around their eyes. Apparently, uh, it's much like how athletes will paint black paint or stickers underneath their eye to absorb light. Apparently, it reduces the glare, and that's the similar reason why raccoons have that dark coloring underneath their eyes. I also, in terms of looking up animals, went back to down the the slippery slope that is the naming of animal groups, and I discovered that a Roomba is a grouping of rattlesnakes. A Rahumba? I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't like that. I I, I want to know who saw enough rattlesnakes in one spot that they felt the need to have a name for them. I also know that a group of seals is a harem. And that's weird. I don't know why. I'm getting off this website. This is that's uh that's that's uh slightly slightly weirding me out. This is not going well. I'm not doing well with this whole self-isolation thing, mainly because this podcast is always about me and Gabby doing our own thing. And so to simulate his presence, I have found a website that has stupid jokes, and I am going to randomize these jokes. They're numbered and at inopportune times is basically read them out, and this will simulate Gobby. See, I don't need him here. I don't need him. I just, it's it just, it's a, it's a nice, it allows me time to think. I don't have to completely be talking all the time. So I'm going to randomize, let's see here, uh, n- number 26. Number 26, joke 26. <clears throat> if four out of five people suffer from diarrhea, does that mean that one enjoys it. Yeah, it sounds like something copy would say. Okay. That was this is this is awful. This is awful. Oh, I was going to read some fan mail. I say fan mails, listener mails. I guess you don't necessarily have to be a fan to send us an email to boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Uh, but you can. It doesn't make me any difference. I mean, it's it is what it is. You can you you can you could do what you want. This one's from Eric Gonzalez. Eric, we know Eric. He's the guy who enjoys uh, the the Chihuahua shows. He likes Chihuahuas. What is a grouping of Chihuahuas called? That's a good question. I don't know. What is a grouping? How do you spell Chihuahuas? C H A C H U A C H U. Nobody knows. I don't know. I can't even spell check it. Never mind. Eric writes, hey guys, 
ever thought about starting a podcast where you two sit with Enrique and work through social and political issues while drinking? Uh, no, that would be disastrous. Seriously, he's referring to our uh, episode on colonialism. He says, that was an interesting episode. I know it's always hard to maneuver the gauntlet these days. I just wanted to share a few thoughts I had after listening. I don't think there was anything wrong with having or liking a game about being a colonizer. Where I see the problem is, is that there's so few games that are about the other side of that struggle. There is more than one side to that struggle, yet the sides are grossly underrepresented. Outside of Freedom Underground Railroad and Spirit Island, they are almost non-existent. That's a good point, Eric. I, I, your choice in movies have always bothered me in the past, and I wondered if, if you just weren't an intellectual, but you're sounding more and more, you're sounding more and more bright. I like that. I like that. It, it, and it is true, Eric, is that there's not enough uh, representation uh, on that side of it. And I think that's an interesting point. I, I think that as time goes on, we'll see the lack of themes in games. We have, we're, we're reutilizing the same themes in board games over and over and over. I'm sure that eventually publishers and designers will get the hint and try out new themes, such as uh, raccoons who uh, like to invest. Uh, back to his email. This kind of leads to the next point. I feel like colonialism is subconsciously accepted as a theme in game because colonialism was successful and those successes, successes went along to create societies that we now live in. That's a good point, Eric. They're, they were the victors, so they were able to write history and spin it as progress instead of genocide, murder, and such. That's a nice point. That's a nice point. Uh he goes on to say, I can be like you, Gobby, and I can enjoy a game for its mechanisms only. Most of the games I play could be themeless anyway. But Lindsay, that's his wife. Lindsay's our moderator. She's the one who uh, supported Gobby in overthrowing me as the host. Uh, Lindsay and I have started to try to make a point of avoiding these games. If invited to play one, I would not hesitate to, and I would never tell someone that they were wrong in liking them. Different people can and should have different viewpoints. But I'd also... Not, but I would also not have a problem asking someone who only likes these games why that is. It's a good point. So, yeah, thank you, for Eric, for writing it. It seems like that was something I found interesting, that after we did that that topic episode where we discussed colonialism in games, we had more interaction with people sending us emails and comments in regards to that. And it, it seems to be somewhat of a hot topic. And I'm just glad that people think about their entertainment and think about what they enjoy to such a degree. And uh, really, it was very positive. Everybody tend to express themselves in such a way that they were making solid points. And it's just odd. It's odd because we live in a world where it's often betrayed that you just get yelled at on Twitter, which is the case for me, or get kicked off Reddit. But there are reasonable, thoughtful people in the world. And Eric's one of them, apparently. And uh, even though his wife usurped me as the host of our show, for which I will never forgive her. Okay, well that's enough of fan mail, or listener mail, whatever you want to call it. Oh, oh man. Okay, time for another joke. Time for another joke. Let's see, let's see. Number, number 46. Crowded Elevators. No, that's a stupid one. Let's see. The sole purpose of a child's middle name is so he can tell when he's really in trouble. This is this is stupid. This website's stupid. <sighs> Gobby's jokes are much better. I think Gobby's jokes are mainly better because they're they they he sits in a truck all day and he just thinks of weird things to say. 
That's 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 the deal. Man. All right. Well, I'm hoping everybody's doing all right. I'm hoping that you're enjoying uh, spending time secluded from the rest of the world and are not uh, falling into deep despair or, or, or cabin fever like I am. But rather, perhaps you're taking the time to relook over some of your old board games or even some of your solo games. Or perhaps if you're wanting to have a board gaming experience and there's nobody else in your home, you could try out Board Game Arena. I've been doing that. BoardGameArena.com. That's where I go to play Jaipur. I love Jaipur. And it's a very simple website. It's easy to sign up. And you can play several different types of games on here. Jaipur always is my favorite. It's a quick two-player game. Unfortunately, they have a notice up on their website that they're experiencing a very high load. So I suspect that there are many people logging in and playing games right now. It's sad to say that some of the games, my top three games I have played on Board Game Arena are basically the well, it's the same three games I keep playing over and over and over. I play uh, Stone Age, which they have a really great implementation on this website. Jaipur is my number one, and Seven Wonders. I don't own Seven Wonders anymore. Uh, I didn't like playing Seven Wonders in person, but for some reason, playing it online, it's so quick. It's it's kind of thoughtless. It's it's a I don't know. There's something about playing Seven Wonders online that I like that I just won't play in person. It's weird. Anyways, that's all I got time for. That's all I got time for. And so uh, this is not our 100th episode. This is this is not the board game snobs. This is just Jerry. This is Jerry, and I have a microphone, and I'm talking to you, and I'm hoping everything is doing fine. How do I, I want to turn this off? I got to pause. Thank you.